A young woman people can't stop talking about. Go Taylor. Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift. Yes, Taylor Swift. 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 Ish. What just happened? Let's go. Hi, Shelby. <laughs> Hello, Ashley. We are. <laughs> Happy New Year. Happy New Year. It's yeah. a new year, a new Swiftish episode. Everyone's right where they need to be. <laughs> yes. Um, right where we left off. Yes. Um, speaking of New Year, do you have any New Year's resolutions? Do you do New Year's no. resolutions? <laughs> I have in the past. I just feel like my life has been so hectic that it's sort of just like a month-by-month month basis, basically. Yeah. I can't think that far in advance. So I'm just, you know, the New Year's never been that special or meaningful to me. Mm-hmm. So I'm just like, okay. I mean, <laughs> life goes on. I think I know what your New Year's resolution is, and I think you've already kind of completed it. You know, getting your Taylor Swift costume ready for tour, <laughs> right? Yeah, I do have to do that. I think it's being delivered in pieces over the next few weeks, and then I have to assemble it and hope it looks presentable. But I was also going to get a haircut, but then I was like, oh, well, Taylor Swift has long hair Mm -hmm. in this look, so I have to keep it long for a little bit longer. (laughs) Okay, so um, so you're doing a midnight's look, and I'm doing a reputation looks, and I'm I'm contemplating, and we've texted about this in our group, of getting bangs again, because I think I know what outfit I'm going to wear. It's going to be a little like... Um, brave of me to wear it. I just have to like wear some tights so I don't have any chub rub on my thighs. Um, but I'm kind of like, I think I'm going in that direction of wearing like one of her outfits at tour. And I'm like, do I get bangs or do I not get bangs? I mean, they grow out. I'm right? trying to remember because I mean, her I, bangs are kind of like side. Do I already movie, have right? bangs though? Yeah. Because of my mom <laughs> maybe hair? Gross. Like maybe I do cut bangs and then just kind of like, because I already have like these little weird stuff from my I IVF. love you with bangs. Okay. I mean, but I hate growing out bangs. Yes. So it's really up to you. Okay, and they, that's I was looking at photos because I was sending it to our friends to be like, this is me with bangs. And I looked at some photos where I was like, Ooh, that's me with things. So it's kind of like, uh, we'll see. We'll see if karma's real because you know, yeah. let's, see, let's see what <laughs> let's happens. Let's see how we feel like, oh. closer to the date. And I have, but it's coming up. It I is. mean, that's pretty oh, crazy. It's like the tour starts in like March fourteenth or something. In almost two months or three. Yeah, two months. Yeah, two months. Oh, and Taylor is busy, you know, shocking the world, telling people that she's getting ready for tour, which like. <laughs> Not much of a shock. Was it a shock? I mean, am I a Debbie Downer? Yeah. Because like when she posted like, oh, taking a break from tour rehearsals, buy my four exclusive MLPs behind the scenes exclusive take on the, it wasn't exclusive. It wasn't because yeah. everyone everyone knew it. Like it, am I a de- am I just old where I'm like, yeah, we knew you were you were rehearsing. <laughs> like so many articles were like, Taylor confirmed she's rehearsing. She's rehearsing. I'm like, yeah, yeah. It, it felt like a non-story to me too. Like, of course that's what she's doing. Like it's in two months. Like she has to be doing it somewhat, even if it's yeah. not, even if it's just like planning the, Outfits. you know, mo- <laughs> mashups or whatnot. Yeah. But it, yeah, it was kind of a weird week because cause there's nothing. To she, report. Yeah. <laughs> well, she's chasing that fame still because she did like, release those digital exclusive covers to get up on the charts yeah That's to get anti-hero back I mean, to hey, number one mastermind right <laughs> which okay but she did kind of i think the only thing she did confirm with releasing those four things is that mastermind is kind of an inside joke with her fans like we talked about which we kind of wait why well because she said that what well, she had said 
um, she said the song was a romantic version of her planning and scheming, which is an inside joke with her fans. Oh, yeah. I didn't listen to any of the bonus stuff because it's from like interviews she's already done right yeah like the Zach I, I think stuff. so but based off of Twitter people are like oh my gosh she confirmed that masterminds about us what 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 so I wasn't sure if that was like the new thing but right. I mean with karma basically she's already said that like karma's written from the perspective of feeling like really happy really proud about your life and we've heard that already we've heard about how she said karma's yeah. my boyfriend and that's it so it's just yeah no all the like audio about the making of is from the Zach Lowe interview oh. I think okay so she didn't so it's not anything even like Twitter new. yeah I, I just didn't listen to the Zach Lowe interview. yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> yeah so interesting. I mean yeah it's kind of dirty trick to be like oh there's some bonus you know bonus behind the scenes stuff if you download these digital copies and well, it's four ninety nine you can find anyway the album yeah. was like what. But like, I mean, what if you bought those and she was going to give you access to more tickets? Like you just, you have to buy everything Taylor throws at you. You gotta know. You have to. Well, that's, that is a dirty, that is a dirty relationship to have with your fans. And I hope that's not how she plays it because that's just, I'm hoping (laughs) talk about a web of opacity, you know, like you gotta be a little bit more. Yeah. Um, well, I'm hoping clear about what you're doing, Taylor. I mean, I'm hoping our international folks get their tour. There is rumors yeah. that she'll be she'll be announcing soon, and she's going to Spain and Switzerland. So, whole who knows? Oh, interesting. Yeah, rumors on Twitter. So, <laughs> I it's, true. it's all we've got. Is it not? I, I don't know. It's all we got. That's all we got. Besides, you know, Swiftish telling you yeah. all the the inside deets. <laughs> yeah. But anyways, um, I'm excited for this week's song. Yes. It was your choice. Yes. It was my choice. And if you guys have not already picked up on my Easter eggs, we are doing <laughs> karma. And I was thinking, I'm like, do I want to do something like light and airy for the new year? Or do I want to do like track vibe? Those were the two I was really like <laughs> bouncing back. And then we, I have a hard stop. You have a hard stop. I'm like, we need to do karma. It's great. Yeah. <laughs> it's light. It's fluffy. Have a hard Easy, stop. Easy breezy. Yeah. Easy breezy. You know, like, like your hair on the weekend. Yeah. That's where it is. <laughs> and it's one of our favorites, I yes. think, right? Yeah. From I mean, first it, reactions. Yeah, I loved it. And it's Rolling Stones. I think, didn't Rolling Stones rank it like fourth oh, yeah. best song of 2022, which I was shocked yeah. at. Because I think it's I a great, I like it. I think it's a great yeah. song, but because I'm a fan, I didn't know that like <laughs> everyone else would like it. Well, Rolling Stone is a fan too. Yeah. You know, they're pretty... They They're pretty it. far up the camp on Taylor Swift um, fandom, mm-hmm. but which I understand. And I think some people were like, why is would have, could have, should have so low compared to yes. this? So it is interesting to think of why this rose to the ranks. Who but wrote a lot the article? of it. Oh, I don't know. I was like, because everyone at Rolling Stones, like, if it's Rob Sheffield, yeah, like, <laughs> probably that makes sense. <laughs> probably they all voted on polls. They like sent out oh, a doodle. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but the reference. One of the reasons they gave is that karma as a concept, as a term, as a clue has been in the Swiftdom for so long mm-hmm. that it felt like fan service and a, and a good payoff in that sense. Because the first thing I remember with karma is her 2016 70 questions with Vogue. 73. Where she's 73 questions with Vogue, <laughs> where she's wandering around her LA home and you get all this sort of insight into the most random innocuous stuff of her mm-hmm. life at the time. And then she's asked like, um, 
what do you believe is the most important lesson in life? And she just looks at the camera and she goes, karma is real. And it was like, at the time I was like, Ooh, I love a salty Taylor. I love a petty Taylor. And it wasn't necessarily like tied to any specific yeah. beef at that time. We didn't have the Kanye uh, yeah. or Kim drama. We didn't have – the only thing I think people were thinking about was like, oh, Katy Perry, which is just so like minute. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so it was like – it was definitely a more edgy answer mm-hmm sort of in line with her best advice for anyone starting this business is get a lawyer. Like those are two moments from that interview that have lasted and kind of followed through her career as we've like learned what was happening at that time. Something else Um, though that, that kind of stood out to me in this interview and it kind of goes along with Carmen, what we're going to talk about too, is she had said, like, I think it said what something about surprised you the most. I don't remember the question, but she says she's constantly surprised that she tells her friends everything. And none mm. of it gets leaked out. And then, like, yeah. you hear all those Carly Kloss rumors about, like, how she leaks stuff to um, Scott Bruschetta. So it's very interesting. I'm like, oh, my gosh. Like, this <laughs> interview has, like, so much dirt to it yeah, that, like, we didn't know would be, like, relevant in future years. Yeah. yeah. And, like, who knows what she was thinking exactly. about at that time. Because that was before because, Carly. Yeah. That was before everything. So I was like, what did that mean? She just loves karma. And that and you know, she's like sort of sung about the idea. Like even in Bad Blood, she sings like um all these things will catch up to you. Like she's she's leaned into the concept of you get what you deserve in the end mm-hmm. type thing. But then yeah, karma doesn't really enter her lexicon until look what you made me do when she sings the world moves on, but not for me. All I think about is karma. Maybe I'll get mine, but you'll all get yours. And then that kind of breeds this theory in the fandom that there's this secret extra discarded album you know she cuts off the wing she there's that unknown tailor on top of the plane like what mm-hmm. was meant to happen before the snake gate yes. and all of that i mean then, I, know, can, I can tell you what people think that the tracks of karma were and oh yeah like, looking back at like what we know before snake gate who she was dating it's just very interesting so track yeah. one my boyfriend <laughs> track two a god track three the breeze of my air on the weekend track four a relaxing thought and track five sweet like honey no uh, track six a cat a goddamn acrobat <laughs> the thunder a bounty hunter gonna track you down Ooh. a queen takes all my friends to the summit and track 13 <laughs> the guy on the screen i'm like no well, it's a good thing like, she scrapped that album honey girl it sounds her bad. boyfriend karma she was dating calvin harris and the guy on the screen she was not dating like i was just laughing at this i was like mm, okay yeah <laughs> there's been quite a few stretches around yeah. this idea of karma and and then in the man music video during lover she has that wall of graffiti art where it says karma it has all her like albums it has the scooter symbol and it's like missing it found return to taylor yeah yeah (laughs) so it's like oh people are saying to me that was just like she's saying that he'll get his right like it's it wasn't like oh by the way there's this other album that we'll never get because it's missing type thing but that's that's what kind of inspired this idea of the album Karma being a thing that existed. And then all the way up through Midnight's when she announced this title, well, with Midnight's people thought it was Karma, like rebranded or something because it's 
you know, she was like, oh, this is a revisit of a bunch of songs from my past. It can't be up at night. Yeah. 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 And then when that wasn't true, then she announces her album title, her track titles through Midnight's Mayhem with me. And when she says karma, she gives a little giggle and it's very clearly an Mm -hmm. in-joke. And so then people are like, oh, this is the title track from what would have been karma. But it seems like she's just reacting to what what has been a brewing in the fandom and is like throwing us a bone almost like, Mm -hmm. oh, yeah, let's make a karma moment. But Mm -hmm. it feels very much centered in her present existence rather than a song she ripped from 2016. Yeah. Yeah. But I I love it. It's a delight. It's so (laughs) nice. And it's like that bopping, you're talking shit because the hell of it. And it's just like (laughs) so easy to like sing along to and like really like memorize because I think we've talked about before about a lot of her songs are great, but you know, for my ADD, my mind, (laughs) I can't memorize all of them because they're so like, they're, they're wordy and there's a lot, a lot to it. Here's I'm, I'm just like, karma is my boyfriend. Karma is my like, <laughs> yeah. I can remember that. Like I'm a 12 year old girl. I can remember these things. <laughs> well, it goes back to her, like her new way of cataloging her songs, which is, you know, she has her fountain pen songs, which are those flowery, like, or no, the, the quill pen songs are her flowery, like elegant, poetic songs. Her quill pen, her fountain pen songs are the, bringing you to a moment of like true feeling detailed moments like dear John and all too well. And then you have her glitter gel pen songs, which are these fun, silly, poppy, upbeat, easy earworm music moments. Mm -hmm. And most of the time those songs aren't necessarily as well (laughs) received critically. You know, you have the shake it off. You have me, you have, you need to calm down these types of like, kind of mainstream pop moments that don't always pay off in the same way we expect from Taylor. But I think Karma is sort of the exception where it did speak to a lot of the critics where they were saying like, oh, like Vulture calls it one of her more playful moments on the album. Um, Rolling Stone labeled it a bubbly counterpoint um, to some of the heavier tracks. It's a it's a love song to pettiness. Um, BuzzFeed says she luxuriates in the moment. Guardian calls it kaleidoscopically tuneful, harking back to 1989. And LA Times is at, says it's both vicious and shimmering. Ooh, vicious so, and shimmering. I like that. I think that's my favorite one. <laughs> yeah, it seems like they they un- she understood the assignment with this song, it mm-hmm. feels like. And where a lot of her glitter gel pens lean on the angst that doesn't always feel deserved. Like it's, um, this is why we can't have nice things or look what you made me do. This is a little more palatable to fans who want, yeah, like you said, something they can sing along to, feel good about, Mm -hmm. be happy with. And it's, while there's an undercurrent of maybe pettiness there, Mm -hmm. it's ultimately a positive song rather than a point your finger and like, Shame, shame, shame. Yeah. (laughs) And Taylor herself in the Zane Lowe interview was like, uh, this is written from the perspective of feeling really happy, really proud of where the way your life is, feeling like this must be a reward for doing stuff right. And she was talking about how the concept of Midnight's is her thinking about what's keeping her up in the middle of the night and how that's usually intense self-hatred. But then she says, you go through these polarizing emotions where it can spiral downward or it can spiral way up and you can just be really feeling yourself. And Karma's from that perspective, it's a song that I really love because I think we all need some of those moments, you know, 
we can't just be beating ourselves up all the mm-hmm. time. You have to have those moments where you're like, you know what? Karma is my boyfriend and that's <laughs> it. <laughs> uh, what, what was your initial reaction when she announced karma? You didn't know what it sounded like. What were you hoping for? Is this what you were hoping for? Did you get what you were expecting or did you think it'd be more of like a vengeful song? No, I think this was kind of exactly what I would expect. I I never like was attached to this theory of karma as as a previous like album or era or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so it seemed like it would be one of those songs that was more tongue in cheek. I probably expected something more like this is why we can't have nice things. It's kind of overindulgent in mm-hmm. its, you know, savvy takedown. Um but this is like this is an encapsulation of like all the things I love about Taylor. Like I love Petty Taylor. I love Tay Voodoo. I love this yes. idea that her vindictive side can come out in the most upbeat kind of tracks. And, and what I like most about this is it feels more honest than something like shake it off or like, this is why we can't have nice things because it feels like she's owning up to this idea that she wants <laughs> she wants people that sh- there's a side of her that that revels or waits or needs to watch people get what's coming to them. Mm-hmm. And while that's relatable, it's sometimes hard to appreciate on someone who has such a privileged existence. So I like that with this song, it was less about them and more about, you know, what I'm loving life and mm-hmm. accepting that no matter how what happened to get her here, like she's she's having a good time. Mm-hmm. And I think that feels more honest than I just shake off what the haters say and <laughs> nothing bothers me. And you guys are all losers who ruined everything. So mm-hmm. it's easier to like get on board with this because it's coming from such an optimistic, positive mindset rather than trying to play play the victim, you know, yeah. so to speak. Just stepping out of that light that she's previously yeah. been in. <laughs> yeah. But it's still giving that petty that, that Shelby loves. It is, 100%. It's, it's awesome. And uh, shall we get into it? Yes. Okay, let's, let's go it. into verse one. You're talking shit for the hell of it. Addicted to betrayal, but you're relevant. You're terrified to look down because if you dare, you'll see the glare of everyone you burn just to get there. It's coming back around. Mm. Yeah. It's great. I yeah. mean, right away it does feel like one of those tracks where it's like, oh, who is she singing about? What Easter eggs is she going to lay down? Mm-hmm. Like, who is this you? And so you're kind of like caught up in the drama of it, the melodrama of like, oh, what did they say? What are they doing? And I like that she's saying, you know, you, this person is talking shit. They're addicted to betrayal, but they're relevant to this conversation. Mm -hmm. And they're going to be paying the price of something that they think they're doing just for kicks and giggles. Mm -hmm. And I think the imagery of like, this person's at the top and they're scared to look down because you've just been hurting people to get there. But then she ends on this like note where it's like, "Mm, it's coming back around. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. the idea that there's this consequence and that bleeds exactly into the idea of karma as a entity, as a religion almost. So Mm -hmm. I think it's interesting the way she pivots from spotlighting the bad person to instead focusing on what is coming and like why that is. I mean, this, when I, you know me, I'm just thinking like, oh, who is this about? Because she does like, you're talking shit with the hell of it. So my mind immediately went to 
Kim and Kanye, and then I like kind of go, you get more into the pre chorus and the second verse. And I'm like, oh, you know, I actually think verse one is about Carly because there's all those rumors about, you know, you're talking shit for the hell of it. Um, a lot of people are, you know, they suspect that Carly told Scooter stuff about her that like she didn't want him to know or anybody right. to know, where it brings us all the way back to the 73 questions with Vogue, how she was pleasantly surprised that no friends were spilling any dirt. <laughs> so I was, that's why I was just thinking, I'm like, oh, like what if verse one is about Carly. And then of course we get mm. into verse two and it's obviously about spider boy who <laughs> we'll get into that, but you just know SB spider boy. Um, but, Cause I was like, Oh, like Kanye and Kim. I was like, no Carly, but it could not just be about anyone in this verse, but I personally kind of like <laughs> have put the little crown on Carly for yeah. this verse. <laughs> I don't know. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Kind of gets, you know, why karma has to come around. She's kind of telling a story of like. She's looking karma right in the eye. Yeah, she is. And I keep my side of the street clean and you wouldn't know what I mean. And it goes into the chorus. Karma is my boyfriend. Karma is a god. Karma is the breeze in my hair on the weekend. Karma is a relaxing thought. Aren't you <laughs> envious that for you it's not sweet like honey? Karma is a cat <laughs> purring in my lap because it loves me. Flexing like a goddamn acrobat. Me and karma vibe like that. It's like a little – it's even fun just to not even sing but to read. <laughs> I know. it's It picks up. It's peppy. It's like – it's really intensely visual and that's always fun to see the different yes. metaphors and similes she can pull out of her hat like this. And, you know, there's a lot of debate about like, oh, Karma is my boyfriend. Is she singing, saying that Joe is her boyfriend and like Karma gave her Joe? Or is she saying that, this is how I read it, mm-hmm. is that Karma is so close to her. It's basically like a long, loyal partner okay, that it's like they are – fused at the hip like karma as an entity as an idea is her (laughs) long-term loyal bff boyfriend partner for life had their fights but you know it's always coming back around to her (laughs) yeah and it's good it's yeah it treats her well knows what she likes exactly and i think it's like the the layers here where it just builds and builds like every single line is interesting and has room for kind of engagement on a karmic level mm-hmm. where I was reading this article from a Buddhist professor, oh, actually. I saw that, but I didn't click on it because I was like, oh, that's, yeah. that's too deep for me. I'm going to go over. <laughs> no, it's interesting. She's like, yeah, I think this proves she has a pretty good handle on the idea of karma, mm-hmm. which has been like watered down in Western culture where we just kind of use it as like a flippant, like, you know, kind of like the thesis of this where it's like, oh yeah, consequences are coming your way type thing. But yeah, in actuality, comes back, comes back, goes back yeah. around. But there's like a lot more layers to it. And I mm. think this series of visuals kind of shows that like karma is a relaxing thought where I think that is such an interesting twist on the perspective we usually view karma where for most people, it's not relaxing because you're worried about karma coming for you based on negative acts and the and what's going to mm-hmm. get you in the end? I mean, but so she the does, only way she does see it in that light, though, because she's like, karma. You know, it's a relaxing thought for me. Are you envious that it's not for you? So she's exactly. like, I'm getting all the good. So she does pull in that aspect of karma can be bad, but in the song, it's, yeah, it's not. Yeah, and that's what's so delightful because it's like 
she gets to bask in it mm. instead of being nervous about it. And so she gets to throw this shade like, mm, aren't you envious that yeah. for you it's not? And it's like, it's not just her being like, gosh, golly gee, my life's great. I have a boyfriend and a cat and what could go wrong? It's like <laughs> she's sitting there at midnight tossing and turning in her sleep. And the only thing that can calm her down, that can like make her feel settled is like, ah, oh, but everyone else's life sucks. <laughs> Yeah, you know, I, I, I love about the song too, is you kind of like compare it to 2016 where like everything went to hellfire and so many mm-hmm. people were like, karma, karma Taylor, it's mm-hmm. coming back to you. And it's just kind of like, she's singing the song being like, yes. no, like that wasn't karma. That was just somebody else not keeping their side of the street clean. <laughs> I was doing yeah, everything exactly. I needed to. And these are people who are talking shit because they're irrelevant because uh, they want to say relevant like it's so interesting how that that is if we like mm-hmm. tell 2016 taylor like you're gonna be singing a song about how much you love <laughs> karma she'd be like no way yeah no way well yeah i think she's just like she's been she's had this like death <clears throat> grip on the need to believe that she was in the right mm-hmm. or that she didn't do as much wrong as these people so even if she can say like you know, later in the song, she kind of hints that, you know, maybe she had her hands in this, maybe she got her due, but it's going to be so much worse for these people because she, you know, did her best. She has the cosmic energy on her side Mm -hmm. because she's at least not, you know, playing games like the other people around her. And that's why the, like, the karma is a cat purring in my lap because it loves me. I just, like, love that visual. And a lot of people blended it with this, like, Oh, yeah. The cat is flexing like Lance an acrobat. Did, and he thought it oh, was really? something sexual. He was like, um, what does that mean? Cat, karma's a cat purring in my lap, flexing like a goddamn acrobat? Like, I was like, no, 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 honey. I was like, Lance, get your head out of the need to break it in half. Like, sweet like honey, karma's a cat purring in my lap because it loves me. That's all together. Yes. Because, like, yes. people would not – I mean, it, it goes back to – aren't you envious that karma is not a relaxing thought for you? Because a lot of people do not group together sweet like honey and karma is a cat. Because if yeah. you've had a cat, like they can be bipolar. Like yeah. they, <laughs> if you do one thing wrong, they can like swipe at you. Like they, they love you yeah. differently than dogs would love you. <laughs> and so it's just so interesting that like, you know, like people aren't breaking that up. People are like, yeah. oh, a cat flexing like a goddamn acrobat. It's like, no, no, mm-hmm. no, 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 stop, stop. But go ahead and explain. No, I agree. I think it's totally like it's such a fun image because there are the layers of knowing it's Taylor Swift singing. Taylor Swift loves cats. Taylor Swift has these cats that have their own personality in the mm-hmm. fandom. And so there's that that image. But then on top of it, you do have this idea of cats in general being these like, you know, the the godlike figures throughout different cultures and how cats are seen as maybe more elite or elevated than other general house pets or whatever Mm -hmm. and so the fact that the cat has chosen her has graced her with this presence you have this idea of she's been touched by the gods because it's just (laughs) it's just basking in her own light and then like then on top of it you do have that image of like well a cat can change its mind just like that but she's been able to keep it you know happy content forever because it loves her because why wouldn't karma just like love her she keeps this side of her street clean she's going through life she's easy breezy beautiful and i think it's just like 
that detailed image is so fun because of all the layers to it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Cats are crazy. One time we had a cat, I mean, the name Taz, Taz the cat, like (laughs) Tasmanian devil. And it was definitely like bipolar. Like one time my sister who was still in diapers, like two years old, was petting the cat and the cat was like in heaven, petting it, petting, petting it. And then as a two-year-old does, just like, okay, I'm gonna go do something up, gets up and walks out. And then we just see this little two-year-old walking and uh, attached to her diaper. The cat had gotten mad and clawed <laughs> at her diaper. And so the cat is just being drugged along by my sister in the diaper because she was treating the cat right. And the cat was so mad at her because she decided to leave. It was going to like attack her. And it just like, it's, I just, when I think of cats and karma and Taylor Swift, it's, it's hilarious. And Taylor Swift has nine lives. She has bounced back, come back from the dead a <laughs> yes, million times I over. Love that. Yeah. And it's like me and Karma vibe like that. It's like it's the perfect kiss off. It's like a wink mm-hmm. to her haters and her fans alike, where she's like, Is doesn't it hurt to see me doing so well? Like, isn't that kind of the worst thing that can happen to you? Is that you have to sit here and watch me succeed. Yeah. And like that indulgent sort of self-awareness I think is the best court sort of hashtag humble brag she could do in this at this stage in her career yeah Ugh. okay let's get into verse two <laughs> well I mean it's gonna be hard to decode this verse too because I have no idea where it's going <laughs> spider boy king of thieves weave your web your oh, weave your little webs of opacity my pennies made your crown trick me once trick me twice don't you know that cash ain't the only price it's coming back around <laughs> Yeah, who's Spider Boy? I mean, it seems like the Spider Boy can mimic the Scott Bruschetta and Scooter Braun. SB, SB, SB. SB, yeah. That's a <laughs> That's a connection of letters that she cannot shake, <laughs> will not let go. Um, but I also like the idea of it tying into this image of weave your little webs of opacity. And the the fact that she won't call it Spider-Man, like that's just a child. This is just like mm-hmm. a little sad loser who's not, who's a king maybe, but it's just a king of thieves. Like it's not even meaningful. There's no power to it. And the this like idea that, you know, we have your little webs of opacity where it's not transparent. It's obscure in its meaning. It's unclear what they actually want, what they're going to do. And she's like, go ahead. Like you guys are such losers that maybe you bothered me for a minute, but look, it's not working. Like I outsmarted you in the end. Mm -hmm. And I think, I think it's a fun image. I don't, I, the spider boy is an interesting element. Like I've seen people try to say, Oh, Jake Gyllenhaal was in Mm. Spider-Man. So it's about him. And I just don't think she's that laser focused on who this song is about. I think it's much more big picture imagery like that. Yeah. Yeah. And then like, you know, my pennies made your crown where I I do think that does tie really closely though. I mean, to Scooter and to Scott because my pennies made your crown. And then she's like, don't you know that cash ain't the only price it's coming back around. Like she's, even though they took her, her masters, you know, her karma's coming back because she's being even more successful by re-recording her masters, which People are like, oh, why are people going to want to listen to these re-recordings? Like, she's like, it's coming back around because it's one of the smartest things she's ever done. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like my pennies. Like, it's not even like, you know, in folklore where she sings about her jewels, her diamonds. Like, she's like, you know what? This isn't even like the best I could do. These are my scraps. And like, (laughs) 
I'm going to prove you wrong by re-recording them and releasing songs that you wouldn't let me put on these yeah. albums in the first place. And so she's like, sure, you can have this little cheap change, but I'm, I'm taking the value away because I'm like, I'm, I'm managing this situation now. Like mm. she's like, trick me once, trick me twice, which Fool is me. a genius way to like clue us into this. Fool me once, shame on you. Yeah. Fool me twice, shame on me. Where she's like, okay, you sold these out from under me. I was mad. Then he sold those out from under me to Shamrock. And again, the deal wasn't what I needed. So I'm still mad. And I'm learning from my mistakes and I'm not going to trust you. I'm not going to I'm not going to be in this situation anymore. So I'm going to do these re-recordings and it's going to work. Like, look at this, like mm -hmm. two, two re-recordings in and they've already been like hyper successful. They've already proven that it's going to work. And so it's sort of like the perfect image to be like, hmm, you have your little paltry crown, but like I still have the, the crowning jewels. Like mm -hmm. it's me. I am the queen. I am the winner. Yeah. And I think... I think saying like, don't you know the cash ain't the only price when these were famously like a three hundred million dollar deal or whatever, and then Scott were, and then Scooter lost out on that money because of her reaction to him because of her re-recordings, and then he had to sell those to someone else and they've lost their value yeah. with each transaction, and so she's like, hmm, sorry you lost all that, and karma's coming to get she's you. She's like. <laughs> Cash isn't the only price. And she's like, yeah. these pennies, like, do you know I am I'm the crown? I'm the jewel. I'm the one that like is attached <laughs> to this. Like if I'm no longer attached to it, if you can't use those songs in movies, in commercials, mm. then what well, what are they worth? But now my songs yeah. I'm recording are going like everywhere. Just throw yes. them out. I love it. Yes. <laughs> okay, let's go to the pre-chorus. And I keep my side. I like the way she's and I keep my side of the street clean i love that mm -hmm. and you wouldn't know what i mean toss. yes because karma is my boyfriend karma is a god karma is the breeze in my hair on a weekend karma is a relaxing thought aren't you envious that for you it's not sweet like honey karma is a cat furring in my lap because it loves me flexing like a goddamn acrobat me and karma vibe like that i'm going to the bridge <laughs> Ask me what I learned from all those years. Ask me what I earned from all those tears. Ask me why so many fade. But I'm still here. I'm still here. I'm still here. I have to tell you <laughs> that during the Ticketmaster thing, I was like, oh my gosh. Like I, this, That was my theme song. Like, Ask me what I learned from all those years. <laughs> Ask me what I earned from all those tears. Nothing. But I like this bridge. Yeah. It's a small bridge. Well, Would you call it a bridge? It is a bridge, technically. Okay. It's like a... I, I think it's like I I would have loved to stay in this space a little bit more mm -hmm. because it builds in such a fun way. It it highlights this sort of like, I don't know, kind of tension in her life where she's like, oh, I had it so hard and I cried so much and it was all so painful, but maybe it worked out. Yeah. And it's like in this, this triumphant and uh, moment where she can sing, I'm still here, like everyone fades, but look at me. I'm 30 flirty and thriving. And, and she's I'm like, more than teeth. ever. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And I think it's just like, when I heard this, it was one of the few bridgy moments that like stood out because it is so like, I don't know. It, it kind of stands out in this song even. Um, it's a big building moment. Um, and she's just like, there's this determination to it almost like it feels like you can imagine her just 
oh, climbing out of that hole, reaching that I summit mean, and just being I like, of, I did it. I think of two things. I think of, look what you made me do. And she's climbing out of her yes. grave. And then look what you made me do. And when pe- all those tailors are climbing up the tailor mountain. Yes. That's like where you and put And she's me. just like, yes, I did it. I'm still here. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's just like such a delightful mm-hmm. image. And it has this payoff as you sing it where you're like, look at her. Like, even in this album, which, you know, it's her 10th studio album, she's she's older than most pop stars are allowed to be. She's constantly wondering if we're going to like, you know, she wakes up fearing that we're going to leave her or whatever. But she's like, look at this. I'm still here. Mm-hmm. And that, and the idea of that existing in the same space of songs like Antihero keeping her up or Labyrinth or whatever it is. But then she has these nights where she's like, you know what? No, I'm here and I'm here to stay. (laughs) And you just like, I just love that sort of dichotomy in her existence and what she reveals through this album. And like, especially on this song where it's sure she's had it rough and she got her dues, like with the tears and the work through the years and her being tricked once, being tricked twice. But like, look, she's here. And why is it? Because karma is her mother effing boyfriend. (laughs) I love that. Um, Okay, so the next one on Lyric Genius, it's called a breakdown. Would you Mm. say it's a breakdown or would you say it's verse three? I don't know, I guess, the the rules of what a a song. I didn't even know, like, what a breakdown was. And I saw this and I was like, (laughs) maybe Shelby will know. But (laughs) let's go to this breakdown or verse three, whatever you call it. Okay, because karma is the thunder rattling your ground. Karma's on your scent like a bounty hunter. Karma's going to track you down. Step by step from town to town. Sweet like justice. Karma is a queen. Karma takes all my friends to the summit. Karma is the guy on the screen coming straight home to me. Yes, love it. (laughs) I love that for her. Ah. It's a huge payoff. And it does feel like the first... The first verse is the main part of the song is personifying karma, but now she's listing off the things that she... That karma has given her. Yeah. This is what AKA it's going to do to her. you. This is yeah. what it's doing for me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I love the the different changes she offers here. Like the, the images go from, oh, isn't this the breeze nice? Isn't it like sweet like honey? And then she's like, it's chasing you down, mother effer. Mm-hmm. Like it is rattling your ground. It's on your scent like a bounty hunter. It's going to track you down. Like you can't avoid this. It will follow you. You're bad choices, your bad habits, your bad karma is going to catch you. You can't outrun it. Mm-hmm. And it's just like such a delightful image yes. that she then steps away from to be like, but you know what? It's justice for me. And isn't that sweet? And it's this queen. It's this all powerful, like feminine energy where you can't escape it. And everyone I love is coming up to the summit with me. And by the way, I have a hot boyfriend too. Yeah. But she's like, I like how you said that like karma is my boyfriend, like her boyfriend, you know, Joe's not, that's not where she's talking about Joe. I hear she's karma is the guy on the screen coming home straight to me. Like, yeah. And I, and a lot of people do think though, that she's like, Oh, karma's her boyfriend. Joe's her boyfriend. That's karma you know karma gave her a job i do like how because then she goes right into the chorus being like karma is my boyfriend and like yeah. it just it's an interesting like side by side yeah of those because i think obviously taylor swift is a romantic she mm-hmm. is she does 
value the romantic partner she's had and what that means to her. But I think this song is refreshing because while it does start and reiterate karma is my boyfriend, it's using that as an image that she's often cited for her failures or her frustrations with the male race or male species or whatever. And now she's able to sing, you know what? I love being loved. And guess what's the sweetest love of all is having karma on my side. Mm -hmm. And Carmen gave me this guy on the screen coming straight home to me. And that's a huge payoff in my life. But actually what matters more than Joe is that I can look back at my life and be like proud of how I've handled myself Mm -hmm. in the face of adversity, that karma has lifted me up instead of torn me down. Mm -hmm. And so I think that to pretend the song is just her listing oh, I have a cute boyfriend. Isn't that fun? And I have four cat, three cats. And isn't that great? I do think there is more depth being handled here where she's like, my life has been hard, but like, honestly, your life's going to be worse because at least I have karma on my side. Yeah, yeah. She's doing everything right. She's keeping her side of the street clean. Um, yeah. These other people are being dirty. They're like conniving, scheming, backstabbing. And she's been very yeah. transparent. Like I'm not, that's not what I'm doing at all. Yeah. And that's where And it is fun there. how the song kind of fades rather mm-hmm. than builds up again or plays off in a more upbeat way. It feels like someone who's been, you know, sitting there in bed, like just stewing and then slowly realizing, you know what? No, my life's good. And just falling into this yeah. peaceful little sleep where she just ah, dreaming about cats flexing thought. like an acrobat. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, so we go into the chorus. Karma's my boyfriend. Karma's my boyfriend. Karma's a god. Karma's the breeze in my hair on the weekend. Weekend. Karma's a relaxing thought. Aren't you envious that for you it's not sweet like honey? Karma's a cat purring in my lap because it loves me, flexing like a goddamn acrobat. Me and Karma vibe like that. To the outro, Karma is my boyfriend. Karma's a god. Mm, karma's a relaxing <sighs> thought. And then she stretches yeah. <laughs> and she yawns and goes to bed. Yeah, exactly. Uh, great moment, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it'll be delightful to hear on tour and just a fun track that I think will outlast some of her other pop songs. Yeah, it's, it'll general. be interesting. We'll see where this one goes. Yeah. And how she performs it too. Oh, <laughs> is yeah. it going to be on tour? Oh, yeah, yes. 100%. Yeah, speaking of which. Um, and let's go to these questions since oh, yeah. I just brought that up for you. Shelby, what is the tailor of it all? What lyric stands out? I think it's the um, karma's a relaxing thought. Aren't you envious that for you it's not? Mm -hmm. I think that's just such a fun twist on how we usually talk about karma being the thing that gets someone. And now she gets to say, not for me. Yep. (laughs) Yep. I love that. I would agree with you right there. And then... For Easter egg, my favorite Easter egg, of course, is Spider Boy. <laughs> you know, Scooter Brown, Scott Bruchetta. I think it's at that like, oh, Easter egg. Yeah. Let's do this. Let's do this. What do you? Yeah. What's your favorite Easter egg? I think someone counted it, and I tried to verify, but I lost count. Is that there's 13 yeah. things she references karma as? Oh, you mean 13 tracks on the karma yeah. album? <laughs> Yeah, I don't I don't believe that theory, but I do think that anytime she puts 13 things in a song, it's because she loves the number 13 and knows we're looking out for it. Mm-hmm. And I think that was a fun way to kind of contain her uh, use of imagery here is yeah. to just give us 13 moments that karma represents. I love it. I love how she's just throwing that in for her, for us, for everybody, for people who like to do math because counting yeah. is fun. Um, and what would you give this song? What grade? Very interested in this. 
I know. I guess that's interesting to ask. I guess I, it's hard because I feel like I've done the homework on all of her 130 songs or whatever it is. So it's like hard for me to think of what what it would be on a on a curve. But I think I'd give it an A. Yeah, me too. I think yeah. it's like, it, yeah, because like I said at the beginning, it just feels like she's leveled up on her other kind of simplistic like, oh – you're you're (laughs) i'm better than you songs Mm -hmm. that this one feels like a more honest and deep review of like how she actually feels and how she thinks yeah i like it i mean people will be shocked that i gave it an a um that's not news (laughs) to anyone i gave it an a yeah Um, i do see you're wearing taylor swift merch is that right i am i realize you i know it was just I like well I, I do have to say accidental. Okay. I do have to say that. So my office is also kind of my my new crafting thing. So I love crafting. Oh, yes. And um the only I mean I have to just say I the only Swifty thing I have close to me, I can't wear it, but I gave you and uh Leah, well I didn't give you yes. I gave your kids and my daughter these so cute little cute. I, it, so it, it, cute. If you're looking at it, you'll see that I made these little sweatsuits for <laughs> our kids because I have a sweatsuit that I bought from Taylor Swift merch store that says that has Swifty on it. And yeah. for my birthday a year ago, Lance gave me a like a machine that I can replicate it, and I have not gotten it out of its box because I've been like anxious, <laughs> can't do it, can't do it. And then my friend made me one, even though I had oh, it. Perfect. My friend made me one, and then I got it, and I was like. I, I, paid like, her Wait. I paid her a lot for it. Like she didn't ask me to pay her for it, but I paid her a lot. And then once Lance, Lance got me this, I was like, why don't I make him? And so I've been like, you know, I have too many, but I've yeah. been making like all these different sizes for Cora. <laughs> and some people have, cause I put it, I put it on our Instagram. I'm not like advertising to sell it, but some people have like, no, oh, yeah. can you make it? So it's fun. What a little a fun project for me. Yeah. So maybe next week I'll, um, uh, I'll have a Swiftish t-shirt. Yeah. But is, yeah. I've just been like doing like weird things. I need to wear, wear more like Swifty stuff. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. I mean, this is like the only merch I own still. So, hey. and I'm, I'm disappointed in the quality. Yeah. If oh. Republic Records is listening to this, UMG or whoever does it, disappointed, but I paid for it and I do wear it. So, right. is that the one that Rob bought you for Christmas and it took forever to get there? Yeah. It was his mom, but yeah. Oh, yeah. See, and it's taking forever. Yeah. Was it was sad. like meant for Christmas and then I got yeah. it in the following April or I was something. so sad for you. <laughs> It was just like it's okay. Christmas pajamas. Yeah, here it is. All <laughs> glory. Um, and you guys, if no. you're in our Patreon, this will be up for a video for people to watch. So you can see the cute merch I made, the cute t-shirt she's wearing. Yes. How lovely we look. Um, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> no, and we'll be back next week, obviously, yes. with another song, Shall TBD. Yes. Yeah. Who knows how I'll feel then. Um but hopefully some more updates on tour, whatever else is happening. Um, but until then, I'm Shelby. And I'm Ashley. And mm. Taylor, like, you're a god, so. Yes. And- Congrats. <laughs> <laughs> what goes around comes around. Love it. Uh.